welcome everyone to Living an Organic and Orgasmic Life, a podcast by Yvette Summers. I'm just really excited to have this podcast because I get a chance to share with you people that have inspired me, empowered me, and just lifted me up to greater heights. And today on episode seven, I have Grammy-nominated musician and activist Rocky Dawuni. Yes, Rocky straddles the boundaries between Africa, the Caribbean, and the U.S. to create his appealing Afro-roots sound that unites generations and cultures. A galvanizing performer, Dawuni has shared the stage with Stevie Wonder, Peter Gabriel, Jason Morris, John Legend, among many others. Named one of Africa's top 10 global stars by CNN, he has showcased his talent at prestigious venues such as the Kennedy Center, Lincoln Center, and the Hollywood Bowl. Rocky is a UN Goodwill Ambassador for the Environment for Africa a UN Foundation Ambassador for the Clean Cooking Alliance and an Ambassador of Born Free USA, which helps with anti-poaching legislation. Through these designations, he uses his music to shine a light on critical issues facing humanity across the globe through live concerts, speaking roles, panels, youth empowerment, and so much more. I have to tell you, I have been to many of Rocky's concerts. (laughs) And I must tell you, I cannot stop moving my hips from side to side. He has such incredible energy. And I am so excited to share with you Ambassador Rocky Dawuni. Well, I'm so excited to have my brother, humanitarian, ambassador, musician, father, brother, friend, all of this amazingness in this one particular being, <laughs> Mr. Rocky Dewuni. Thank you for being on my podcast, Rocky. I am very honored uh, for the opportunity to connect with you, my sister. And, uh, you know, opportunity to share some insights and have a conversation. So, yeah, I'm glad Rocky's all the way in Ghana. (laughs) We're on the motherland. You're in Ghana and I'm in South Africa. Yeah, you know, we're we're, we're kind of covering the, you know, different vector points of the continent, you know. I mean, exactly right there. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. So I always start off my podcast with this question, and it is, uh, what does living an organic and orgasmic life mean to you? 
Well, um, for me, it will mean, first of all, being at peace. Being at peace in terms of uh, coming to a space of self-contentment. And that self-contentment shouldn't be tied to maybe a certain, uh, uh, shall I say, measurement of success or uh, achievement, but it's just based upon a contentment just to be alive and in this world and, you know, be appreciative of all the people I meet and the opportunity to share my life with them, opportunity to learn from them, opportunity to, um, you know, be part of this really incredible amazing creation and brotherhood and connection of humanity, you know. So for me, just having that realization and making it um, a central part of my everyday life yes. uh, is what, how, how I, I will see that as an organic and orgasmic life. And at the same time, too, you know, bring it down to also a, a, a lifestyle of, uh, you know, embracing, you know, yoga, you know, eating yes. right, being vegetarian, uh, you know, advocating and working for the replenishing and strengthening of the earth and its ecosystems. Yes. Uh, you know, all of those, I think that the, the, what I described first was really the philosophical state of being and then also the practical state of being to where you uh you know, transform your actions into service, not service to only yourself and your community, but service to a higher purpose. You yes. Know. yes. Yes. I love it. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you. And those of you that are out there, Mr. Duwuni can cook. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, that is life right there, you know? Yes. I mean, yeah. Yesterday I, I was um, on one of the Ghanaian networks and we were uh, in conversations and they were asking me, you know, some of the things that made me happy. And I mentioned uh, cooking, but yeah. also the thing is that because I'm vegetarian, I make the traditional Ghanaian dishes with vegetarian options. But at the same time too, because I've been traveling a lot and I'm in cooking, I start fusing other styles of cooking from different places into Ghanaian cooking. So yesterday I was telling them how, you know, you can add, uh, you know, coconut milk to rice and peas because that's how the Jamaicans do it. And Ghanaians, it was a revelation for a lot of Ghanaians because they love rice and peas, but it never connected that you could add coconut to it. So, yeah, it, you know, just... Wow, the, the I'm going to do that. Yeah, I added coconut know? to my yes. rice <laughs> and know, I just so... became a vegan recently you know I'm oh. trying there's no judgment or whatever but I have been infusing like soul food you know with my vegan uh, recipes yes. so I've really been enjoying it because yesterday I did okra and yams wow. and yeah so but I have to try that coconut milk and peas yeah yeah because for, for me cooking is like an extension of creativity is just like yes. music, you know. So yes. for me to be able to use your experiences, use nature, use you know, to just create something that creates, you know, brings sustenance 
and at the same time joy and strength yes. and, you know yes uh, And I must tell you that I jam to your music all the time when I'm cooking because DSTV here, I mean, they have you on rotation. They, I mean, they play you (laughs) all the time. Nairobi, I mean, African, I mean, I'm like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> and I be in the kitchen dancing and singing and you know it's just it's so good too when you have music on uh, while you're cooking because the yes, inspiration yes, it yes. it comes out through the food right it tastes exactly. so good it'll be dancing the flavors exactly be and, you know, <laughs> I mean that for me that's the fullness of life you know I think that you know sometimes you know which is not let's say uh I can say maybe I have the solution, but it's just that life has become very busy, demanding, hectic. And a lot of times we don't, we are not able to create space or make space or even afford the space to be able to uh, just be, you know, connect with family, meditate, you know, and, and expand our experience in that form. But every time, you know, we are busy and all of that, you know, but I just feel that there needs to be more of that, you know, in terms of us also appreciating, you know, the moments when we don't have to be busy, the moments when we can just be with family, the moments where we can just, you know, the, the concept of the Sabbath, you know, Yes. Uh, you know, and all those happy. all those moments yes. are orgasmic. <laughs> yes, yes, they <laughs> They're are. Enjoyable. They are. <laughs> They're enjoyable. They're enjoyable. They feel with so much power and you know Exactly. So, exactly. So well, I know that you um sent me your quote and wow, I was like, okay, this is pretty deep. So if you can really uh, tell us what your favorite quote is and expound on it for us, please. Uh, the favorite quote is uh, it's actually a traditional proverb, African proverb. Okay. So, um, you know, and for me, it's been a quote that, you know, because proverbs for us here are most like keys, you know, they open your a doorway to a treasure trove of knowledge and interpretations, you know. So the yes. the quote is, when the hunter learns to shoot without missing, the birds will have to learn to fly without perching. Yes. So this quote, what it means is that when circumstances change, we always have the capacity to rise above it and make the adjustment, you know, to be able to engage and deal and thrive in that circumstance, you know. Mm. So it's also kind of, uh, you know, a guiding light in, in life that you always have to have that constant vigilance and constant focus. And if things happen, you have to shift to and make the, the required adjustment in order for you to be able to, harmoniously engage with it and if you have if you do that you approach life that way it's uh you know you're always kind of on the side of being in control you know so for me it's been a a guiding principle for me because even the 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 imagery of it you know is that like because the hunter is working to perfect you know yes uh, uh, its craft so that means that if you don't make adjustments to to perfect the bird who is the objective of the hunter's perfection, 
doesn't make adjustment to to fly now and train itself now to fly to elevate to fly without perching then it becomes vulnerable to the hunter's perfect perfection yes you know so it it's a you know and that's the beauty of african uh proverbs you know the proverbs are just filled with ancient wisdom and they just you know provoke your thinking and provoke you to see the world in so many different uh, ways and you know see through also the uh, the glasses of traditional and indigenous wisdom. Yes, and we have so much of it, right? Wow, yes, yes, I think yes. African proverbs should be taught in school. You know, um, yes, it's so important, and that would help us realize who we really are. You know, yeah. we, don't, yeah. we don't have to ask permission to be who we are. We are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I know that um, your music speaks a lot of your truth. Uh, you writing, I know you probably have a catalog right now since you've been in Ghana. Just, I'm sure you continue to write, write, write. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah, things yeah. happen and yeah. um, you're such a conscious man. I love that. What, um, what is like your passion? What are you passionate about? I know we mentioned cooking and you enjoy cooking. Is yeah. there anything well, else? Cooking and then also, you know, I'm into farming and tree planting and just really working with the earth you know nice. uh, you know yeah. like and for me it's also a matter of promoting <clears throat> sustainability you know yes. sustainability by where you know we can shift our focus especially when it comes to africa you know to working with the thing that is our most important asset which is our land you know, yes. land is it's it's blessed with such incredible fertility and you know diversity and a lot of indigenous plants that have potential but you know the thing is that we haven't invested a lot of time into really the the knowledge that this provides us and really look to nature you know look to sustainable means of building you know because we have all these incredible plants that grow that you can grow that you can use them for building that are not even being used right now you know you can yes. find like uh, you know they, they we have the sunlight and so the potential for using solar energy too to transform our energy sector is so big, you know, and then yeah. also agriculture, embracing organic agriculture and growing new species that even don't exist here, but can grow, that can bring employment to the youth and all of the, you know, for me, those are the things that my interests are, to be able to uh, contribute to a green revolution and just living it myself exemplary by just you know doing my own farms and you know so that's that's what i'm doing right now i'm just yes i've just been farming and growing coconut farm you know making coconut farms and cocoa farms and playing music i love it i love (laughs) it you know it's interesting that you're saying that because actually i am going to do a video regarding this because You know, myself being here in South Africa, I had the fortune to, you know, stay in uh, secluded areas. You know, I would say uh, vanilla areas. (laughs) I don't say white, but vanilla areas. And these are like really uh, 
nice areas. But last year I had the opportunity, uh, the universe kind of kicked me out of this neighborhood that I was in to let me experience where the people like really lived. And what I found was there was no, it was all concrete. There was no trees. There was no birds. There was no, it was just, and I really, I'm like, oh my gosh, when they come out the house, these are normal people just doing, doing the work and trying their best to survive. Yeah. But I realized there's like no trees for oxygen to breathe. And there's like no flowers so that you can have some kind of inspiration, you know? Yeah. And connection to nature. Exactly. And and, and maybe the the, the wellness part of it. Yes. All that nature makes you well. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so many great trees that are that are like our antibiotics. We don't need the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can just take something and eat it and like voila. But like you said, enough research hasn't been done. Yeah. But um, the guy, the man from Madagascar that has a cure for this thing that we're experiencing right now, which I won't mention. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He has. you know, so it, and it's all organic. It's all natural herbs. Yes. You know, it's all natural. So. But I think I think that that is kind of the world that we need to, uh, you know, kind of push into manifestation because that yes. will ensure live, living in harmony with nature. Yes. You know? And that will yes. ensure also. And, you know, once once you start loving nature, it transforms your consciousness. So fall in love with nature will probably transform people uh, people's mentality in a way that you know we, we we will be surprised you know maybe all these issues of racism and all that kind of stuff if people start embracing nature in a real way maybe they will start finding something deeper than just you know being blinded by their skin color you know so yes you know exactly. I think that there is a bigger you know with all that is happening right now, where we've even rumors of even all these issues being a, a product of technology or whether a product of the environment being in harmony or anything, it all still ends up in the environment and then the trees and just being yes. connected, you know, being connected to it, you know. Yes. But don't you hear even this while we had this time out, I call it a time out, the lockdown, that the birds are singing a new song. Do you notice that nature is just like, woo, it's flourishing? No, (laughs) but but it's a reminder to that regardless of what humans go through, nature is still going to go on. Yes. Without us, with or without us. So it is up to us to write our own statement and our own book in the book of nature. Yes. You know, if we take the path of self-destruction, the path of uh, thinking that money is much worth more than life, you know, your bank account is more important than polluting the source yes. of water that people drink to live. If you can be able to, your morals can depreciate to that extent, then you're not even worthy of nature supporting you. You yes. know, so so I just feel that it, it 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 the earth is showing us that whenever we take a time out, it will still go on, and so we should stop fighting and suppressing it and and brutalizing 
nature just for ours to serve ourselves you know because nature is nature's nature is nature that gives us life nature that gives us food nature that gives us oxygen everything that we have comes from trees yes. and nature you know so we have to come to that realization and work to live and be in harmony with you know nature and then in doing so too we we we, we harmoniously connect to god yes you know? so i i i believe i believe that there is no difference in between that that's why you have in so many of this uh, uh, culture, sages going up in the mountains, up into the forest, places of seclusion to connect with nature when they are uh, feeling like they want to connect into a transformative, uh, you know, sense of self or, you know, to connect to the universe on a bigger scale. Usually nature is like the doorway by which they go through to, to do that. So we have to uh, appreciate and understand that and, value that you know and i think that it will be to the benefit of humanity to you know have our perspective realigned in that direction yes yes i love it thank you thank you so much for sharing so i also um you know know that there's humor in everything right if we're able to step out of it (laughs) yeah if we're able we can just sit back and go what really yeah (laughs) yeah. Yeah. and find the humor and you know it takes us to another level because we're not so serious and just you know uh taking everything personal no, we, no. We, we can step out of it and find the joy. Do you have something funny or a funny story to share with us? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, 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 it's funny to find the funny stories, especially when things have been so serious. But, you know, um, wow. <laughs> I was, I know I it's like it's it's funny because uh, you know as a and you're a musician you know musicians somehow they always I don't know you just comedians. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's the like the is, other half. You're a musician slash comedian because there's yeah, always you know, something the funny. You gotta going find on. you gotta find that aspect of life that you know takes the the, the beauty of life. You know that's why I said you know the beauty of life you know their yes. the connection to friends the laughter the food you know and uh you know for me just um just being and enjoying you know yeah. your friends and your family and and uh just every day finding the what makes you give thanks you know and yes. uh makes the experience nice and beautiful and cool and with good music and, you know, <laughs> great, great cuisines. And exactly. Stimulating talk and, exactly. and new knowledge and all of that, you know. So, yeah, me, I find it. And, you know, yeah, I did, you know, when it comes to humor, you know, I find, you know, humor in, you know, just, you know, Every, everything that I see, I'm, I'm, you know, it's funny, I'm not 
finding a joke on all the good stuff. I'm really cracking jokes all the time. But when I put this on the spot, with the spot, right? You're like, huh? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm serious. I'm serious. I know. I've been asked that. It's like, Rocky, you're a serious man. Yeah. I'm like, are you? Am I okay? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's you know, I I try to uh, send like the questions ahead of time so people can think of something, you know. Because I remember being in New Orleans and we just had this show, a performance show, and my uh, photo was in the paper. Mm-hmm. And I went into this restaurant and the, these people at this table had the, the newspaper, right? So they were yeah. looking at the paper and then they look up at me and then they look up at the paper and they look up at me. <laughs> so I just assumed that they were like talking about me. <laughs> so I went over to their table and I pointed to the newspaper. I was like, yes, that's me. You know, that's me. And they looked up at me. <laughs> they were like, who are you? We <laughs> <laughs> we weren't looking at you. We weren't even looking at you, and we have no idea that you're in the paper. Uh, <laughs> I just like I just felt so like oh my gosh I am so uh, sorry. I'm just like... that, that that reminds me that reminds me of a story you know myself. I mean it's not that funny, but it was just it was kind of humorous to me. I was in a I was walking in the streets way in Jerusalem. I traveled to Israel and we were walking uh, with some <laughs> friends and we passed by a shop and we heard my song in Ghana playing. Right. So we walked back into the store and started walking around. And then my friend, you know, I was like, you know, don't say it. I'm like, don't say it, don't say it. And then my <laughs> friend was like, my friend was like, oh, you know, this is the guy that uh, uh, played the song. And right. then they the guy and he just burst out laughing. <laughs> you know, he just burst out laughing. It's like, wow, that was that was a cool joke. Right. You know? <laughs> and then we started having a conversation. And then this guy started like, I was like, you you so what you're saying is true, right? And then he took the he took the album and then we started a conversation. It's like, well, you know. Yeah, you know it's it's true. I'm actually the guy, you know. But it was it was the most incredible and funny experience that I was. It's be like that's not you. Like yeah, you know. And then I have to argue with the guy because the guy thought that it was like, whoa, oh yeah, I'm playing this song, and then you walk with some guy, some black guy with dreadlocks, and I'm playing right. a regular song, and then you are telling me that that's the guy that played it. That was funny. Yeah, yeah he didn't really believe funny. you. No, no, yeah. not at all. And you know. you're in Jerusalem, like, uh, no. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That was yeah. quite funny. Yeah. Well, you know. also, you know, having, I, one of the questions I always ask is if you had the opportunity to write a love story what would it say? It can be to yourself or it can be to your sister, your mother, your friend. Uh, what would your love letter say? Oh, my love letter would be to my mother. Oh. Yeah. You know, my love letter would be to my mother for showing me what love really is. You know, the first glimpse and 
concept of love before I met anybody and was able to give my love. I was given that love when I was born, you know, and that love like became a guiding light for me to increase my capacity to love others and bring love to people and have compassion and have uh, mm. empathy and all of this is just from, you know, the love that mama gave to me. It is, that's what built my capacity to mm. love the world in a yeah. big, big way. Yes. That's very beautiful because I'm finding that all the people that I've interviewed have so much love in their heart and they really, it stems from their family, you yes. know? Um, so that's really important right now to have so much love, you know, if yes. the family members can love their children or if you don't have family, grab a child and love yeah. it, you know? And then and my daughter, you know, my wife, you know, like my yes. brothers, you know, and everybody, you, my sister. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 uh, I think, you know, for me, the mother's love is kind of like the first uh, sight of fire, you know, like the first discovery of, wow, you know, this is incredible. Yeah. I mean, when you're held in the arms and carried in the stomach and exactly. nurtured and, you know, and formulate and whilst you're like at your weakest, still being carried by your mother all this time and then birthing you into a world and nurturing you and guiding you and strengthening you to be able to deal with the world. I mean, if there was any other pure purer form of love to express the creator's uh, shall I say will and power I think that it flows through mothers and it flows through womanhood you know yes and, uh, it's, it's beautiful as we call it mother nature right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah mother nature nature of a mother exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> so what you I you just released a, a new seat a record right or a single yes, or something? Yes. Well, my my new album Beats of Zion has been you know since its release it's just been doing really amazing and we just launched a new video from the uh, from the album. The video is called Champions Arise. Yes, and, uh, and uh, anybody who's listening should go on to. Uh, you know, should go online and look for this because the visuals, you know, the the song is about, uh, you know, finding our inner fire and understanding that, you know, each of us is unique and great in our own way. And accessing that personal power is a, a way of connecting to uh, a much more bigger and transcendental power, you know. So, uh, and also all of us, uh, champions and through adversity through pain through any kind of obstacles and stuff we have to see the obstacles as stepping stones actually towards a much more bigger realization of self you know so the song is just anthemic it's danceable it's melodic it's yes. prayerful it's inspiring and the video just really captures that in an amazingly picturesque way you know so, yay yeah. well i'm looking forward to sharing it um at the end yeah. of the interview 
Um, and I did see the video and I love it. I wanted to post it, but I'm like, no, I have to wait to my interview. I have to, <laughs> yeah. I have to wait till I interview Rocky, <laughs> then I can share it. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to share that at the end of the interview. And I, I'm so grateful for you, Rocky. I have watched, I mean, we've been friends for a while and, I've had the opportunity to go to your home and, and with your wife and daughter and our good friend Huawei. And we share so much laughter and yeah. so much profound conversations. And, you know, yeah. I've been to several of your concerts and I just. And Afro Funky. I, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Afro Funk. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. guys put on so much good music. And. Yeah. I just, I'm just so grateful for those times and I treasure, treasure it as well. Thank you. So much, uh, good, many good friends came through Afro Funk as well. So yeah. I appreciate you and Carrie so, so very much. And your daughter is just grown up to be uh, an amazing young lady. I mean, she's Thank taller you. than all of us, right? Yes, Put together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, well, yeah. hello. <laughs> she's very tall, you know? Yes, and beautiful and smart. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. So thank yeah. you for coming on and your time. I know that you were a busy man. I have been patiently waiting for you. Um, I'm just really grateful that I can share your wisdom and your knowledge uh, to the world. And because you are definitely an humanitarian ambassador, yeah. <laughs> yes. all the good stuff. And I'm so honored uh, to be your sister and to share you with the world. So thank you so much. Thank you too. Oh, uh, by the way, yes. where can people reach you if they need to contact you? Yeah. I mean, my, you know, all the people who are listening, it will be amazing to just join me on social media. I'm usually connected, easy to connect there. So, you know, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Rocky Dawuni, one word. Um, you know, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter and, uh, you know, on my website, RockyDawuni.com. And um, it's, you know, these days connection is, has been, has become much more easier. So once you yes. follow me, you can know what I'm about. You can always send me messages and we can interact with each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I must share, you know, when I'm traveling and I run into Ghanaians or people from Ghana, I would, you know, say, do you know my brother Rocky? And they go, Rock, of course, you know Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's my brother. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, and I'm just like really amazed. They play your music. Like you are on rotation here in South Africa, like all the time. Oh, so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So so thanks again, and I appreciate you. I want I got to try that coconut rice. Uh, yes. And so peas. you 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 take the fresh coconut or coconut milk, and then yes. you cook the beans. You know, usually you know when you're cooking rice and peas, you cook the peas first a little bit for it okay. to be, yeah inside the uh, the coconut broth, and then you add the rice to it, and then you add water to it. You know, and all of that. And then you right. cook it fully. But so co coconut milk, not cream, right? Coconut milk. Coconut cream is so, great too. Okay. So the coconut, the coconut milk, and you cook the peas first a little bit because they don't take much to cook. And yeah, then so, you. 
real peas sometimes take a, a little bit of some time. Uh, okay. So, you know, and then you mix the coconut milk too with water, you know, so that you right. use that as the base. And then you put the peas in, cook the peas for maybe five minutes, five, I'll say, I'll say maybe 10 minutes ahead of the rice. And, okay. then, and then you add the rice to it and then you kind of control the heat and, you know, right. lower the heat and then boil it till, you know. The and what kind of seasoning? Do you put any seasoning in it? Usually that, you know, you only just need salt, you know. Okay. Once, because okay. The, co- the coconut milk itself, you know, with the rice and peas, uh, it's it's just amazing. And then you come, if you have like thyme and rosemary, right, uh, you can throw thyme and rosemary into it because that would be great right. flavoring to add to it. But yes. you know, you just come out with something just delicious and heavenly. Awesome! Woo! Okay, yeah. everybody, we have to try this. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, get them some rice and peas, and you know, yeah. some coconut milk, and it's on. I am going to try it this week for sure. I might try it tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky, for that delicious recipe of rice, peas, and coconut milk. And thank you for your time. I'm so excited to share with everyone one of my favorite tunes of Rocky's African Thriller. Enjoy! Thriller, my champion ruler. Oh, yo, 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 
moving their hips from side to side, right? <laughs> One of my favorite tunes from Rocky, African Thriller. Now I would like to share with you his latest single, Champion Arise, and it's such an incredible song that has a deep message. If you get a chance, please go and check out his YouTube video, Champion Arise. Enjoy. A story will be told coming from the young, coming from 
Rocky Dawuni. And thanks again for joining Living an Organic and Orgasmic Life, a podcast by Yvette Summers.